Welcome to the Living Rock Podcast. It is a super Sunday this morning. Um, as Rich said in the video, we've tried to call these things so many different things, and we just don't really know what to, what to call a morning like this, but it's pretty super, and it's Sunday, so we're going to go with Super Sunday. We also do a, a Super Saturday, which is for children with additional needs that come with their siblings and carers and parents, and so it's a bit of a follow-on from a, a Super Saturday as well. So if you didn't know it, you have arrived at a Super Sunday. You're very welcome. Thanks for being here. And this morning, I'm going to talk with the title, Anyone for a Miracle? Now... I don't know if putting an exclamation mark and a question mark next to each other like that is grammatically okay. And quite frankly, I don't care. Because this is both an exclamation and a question. Anyone for a miracle is anyone can have a miracle. Anyone this morning can have a miracle. It's anyone for a miracle. And also, the question is, anyone for a miracle? Does anyone need a miracle this morning? So we'll get on to that in a second. But before we move forward, Why don't we just head backwards for a little bit and just remember the immense journey that we've been on with these all-age, all-inclusive, super-duper Sundays that we've been having. So back earlier in the year, uh, the wonderful Richard Jones and myself, who wears many hats rich, sometimes he's a uh, regal figure, sometimes he's a sailor, and on this occasion we were talking about ship, ship, hooray, the tale of two storms. And you might remember that Jesus was both powerful over the storms of our life And he is the peace in the storms of our life as well. So that was a great thing to remember on that Sunday way back when. And then we moved on a little bit and we talked about some stories of faith, hope and love. And you might remember these stories of David and Goliath and Ben Morris and Hayley Briggs did a wonderful job of telling us about the story of David and Goliath and how his massive faith was able to defeat a massive giant. That was a really exciting story to hear. Faith as small as a mustard seed can move a mountain. And then we moved on and we looked at Daniel and the lion's den. And Daniel had amazing hope. He had hope in God, which was an anchor for him. And it meant that when things came his way, his hope was stronger than the situations that he was facing, even being thrown into a den of scary lions. Can you believe it? And then we looked at Jonah and the whale. Now, Jonah and the whale is a story all about the love of God. It's all about the fact that God's love never ends. And his God for Nineveh never ended. His his love for Nineveh never ended, sorry. And his love for Jonah never ended. And his love for us never ends. Because no matter how much we muck up, and I don't know about you, but every now and again I've had the slightest little muck up. Yes, I admit it. And maybe you have too. But God still loves us. He loves us the same and he will never, ever love us less. The love of God is incredible. After all those animal and giant-based stories, we moved along to look at Noah and the whale. That's not right. Noah's Ark is the story, isn't it? Were there whales in the ark? That's a question. If there were, how were they in there? Eh? Probably swam alongside, I should think. Anyway, Seth and Sarah Jane took us through the story of Noah's Ark, and they told us that God had amazing promises and plans and that those two things often come in pairs. When he makes a promise for us, he makes a plan for that promise to be fulfilled in our lives. So, I mean, we've been on one heck of a journey, dare I say it. We have. We've been a long way. And today we've arrived at this fundamental question, is there anyone for a miracle? But before we get there, I know I've been teasing about this, I've been teasing about this, but we're not getting there just yet because I just want to ask you, what do you think all of these stories have in common? 
What do these stories have in common? Feel free to shout something at me. I won't be offended, as long as it's nice. That is amazing, Jensen. They are stories of faith, hope, and love. In fact, very importantly, they are stories that involve faith. Let's have a quick look at what faith is. We're not going to dive deeply into a Bible definition of faith here, but I just want to trust that this is enough for us to this morning, just to get a, a, a simple but powerful understanding of what faith is. Faith is this, believing in who God is. Yes? Does that make sense? Believing in who God is. And believing in what God says. If you're doing those two things, I'd say you've got some faith. You're believing in who God is, and you're believing in what God says. Now, in these stories where there were various battles for these characters to come up against, they had to have faith, because there was all sorts of strange things going on. But in the mix of all of the the strangeness and the faith, there was also something else going on, something that God was doing. And it begins with M, and it's something we're going to talk about this morning. What do you think was going on in all of these stories as well? Miracles. They're stories all about the miracles that God does in people's lives. Now, what is a miracle I hear you shouting out? and It's almost deafening, I can't take it. Thank you, Chris. Miracles are something that with man is impossible. It's not the greatest start, is it? It's not possible for us. But good news, because miracles are something that with God, it is possible. It's only possible with God. It's impossible without him. That's what a miracle is. And so in all of these stories, we saw that miracles took place. Let's just quick fire back through them again. So we had the tale of the two storms with Jesus in the boat. Pop the picture up for us, Nathaniel. And Jesus miraculously was asleep in the boat. He was totally at peace. And then he had power over the storm. A miracle. Impossible with man, but possible with God, a.k.a. Jesus. And then David and Goliath. David managed to defeat a giant. He, with only a slingshot and a few stones... He beat a massive giant. And if you ask me, that's a bit of a a miracle. That is certainly a miracle. It's not possible with man, but it was possible with God. And then Daniel, thrown into a lion's den. This is not a factual picture, I should should make clear. But he survives being thrown into a den of lions. And then when all of the soldiers were chucked in after him, they were, um, well, we won't go there, but uh, it was a miracle that Daniel survived the lion's den. And then Jonah, on his way to Nineveh, gets swallowed by a whale, finds a banjo in the process, also not factual, I should say, and he makes his way to Nineveh, delivers a very important message, and it's a miracle that they hear about the love of God and that God saves the place of Nineveh and uses Jonah in the process to do it. And then finally, Noah's Ark. Noah built this humongous ark when it was completely dry, and he filled it with two of every animal, Um, Sadly, the unicorns didn't make it, as you can see in the picture there. Who knows what would have happened if they were five minutes later. But it's a miracle that this thing happened. It seems illogical. It seems irrational. And what it is, is a miracle. And God is doing miracles today, just as he was then. And we're going to look a little bit more about that. But first up, let's go to the next slide, Nathaniel. We've got a little song to listen to. It's a song called Counting on God. And in this song... There are five important words. Disclaimer, the P word is not actually in the song, but if you read between the lines and flip it on its head, you will find the P. I've got faith in you. Oh, that's BF. Anyway, um, have a listen to this song and see if you can pick out some important words beginning with J, S, P, F, and M. Let's go for it. 
Nice. I wonder if that will stick in your head as much as it has in mine over the last three or four weeks. <laughs> so there were five important words in that song, and one word that began with F, we have mentioned it a little bit already, and you might even define it as believing in who God is and believing in what God says, just to give you a little hint about what that word might be. But that word is so important to the big M word that we're going to talk about in a second, because our, what's the word? Faith. We'll get there. We'll, don't worry, Nathaniel, we'll get there in a second. But the, our faith is so key to the J, the S, and the P. Because as our faith grows, these three things grow as well. And God is interested in our faith because he wants us to believe in who he is. He wants us to believe in what he has said. And what, I just, I'm just going to leave that there just for a second because we need to say more in a sec. But let's look at J. What was J? Something that was unspeakable and it just won't go away. Shout it out. Joy. Yes. Did you know that this morning, Jesus has for you joy that is unspeakable, that won't go away? So much joy, you can't contain it. One awesome thought is that, that Jesus wants to just pour out his joy on us. That's all right, isn't it? It's not a bad start. And what about the S? Anyone hear the S in the song? Strength. Strength that is enough for all that we will face today. Jesus will never, ever leave us short of what we need to face what's in front of us today. And he also has for us something which means that we never have to worry about what tomorrow will bring. And it begins with P. And what do you think it is? Peace. Absolutely. Jesus has for us peace that is never-ending, that is abounding, that is absolutely abundant towards us. We can't even contain the amount of peace that God has for us. And you know, these three things, joy, strength, and peace, they all grow as our faith in Jesus grows. Faith. That's right. Faith is the F word there. It's really important that we have faith because God wants us to live lives that are full of joy, strength, and peace. And he knows that the more that we trust him, the more that we depend on him, the more that we put our faith in him, the more that we will know and experience joy, strength, and peace. And so there's one word beginning with M. I wonder if you might know what it is. Miracles. And there's something really cool about miracles, and it is this, that God uses miracles to point to himself, and that helps our faith to grow. So God uses miracles to build our faith, and as our faith grows, we know and experience more joy, more strength, and more peace. And so, let me ask you this question again. Anyone for a miracle? Anyone for a miracle? And let me also say this, anyone for a miracle? Because... You know what? God is not just interested in the faith of Christians. God's not just interested in the faith of Christians. God doesn't just do miracles for Christians. It's true. Anyone can have a miracle. God uses miracles to both stir up new faith and to strengthen and encourage faith that we already have. You see it all over the Bible, and we're going to take a look in a moment at some ways that Jesus uses miracles to stir up and inspire new faith and to strengthen and respond to the faith that people already have. So Jesus wants us to have really strong and stable foundations of faith, and he'll use miracles to help with that. And this word faith, it's, we've given it a, a short definition, but the, the worship team are just going to help us just to put it into song, because we all love to put stuff into song, don't we? Or is that just me? Well, we're going to do it anyway. So we're going to sing a song which is called The Rock. And this song describes 
what our faith in Jesus is like. And let me just say this, this is the kind of faith that God is building in us as he does miracles and as we see joy, strength and peace in our lives. So this is what God has for us, this kind of faith. I don't know about you, but a kind of faith that is strong and stable and built on something secure and not shifting sounds pretty good to me in a time where truth is so changeable and people depend on things which let them down all the time. So to have Jesus that's our solid rock, that where we can build our house, we can make our home on Jesus, is such an encouragement and such, um, it, it's really wonderful for us to have that and know that relationship with him. So... Anyone for a miracle? We're building something here, by the way. There's going to be some miracles this morning. I'm not saying that as a you know, throwaway line. I really believe that God wants to do some miracles this morning, that Jesus is here to minister to us and among us for miracles this morning. So anyone for a miracle this morning? So we've talked about these three words beginning with J, S, and P, joy, strength, and peace. And they are three things that we are to expect when expecting the unexpected, when expecting a miracle. Shall I say that again? Joy, strength, and peace are three things that we can expect when we are expecting the unexpected, and that is a miracle. When we're expecting a miracle, or unexpecting a miracle, or semi-expecting a miracle, we can expect the unexpected, that is joy to rise, that is strength to grow, and for peace to come in and remain with us. And I'm saying that because I've seen Jesus do it in the Bible. I've seen Jesus do it in people's lives today. And I've got experience of it in my own life. That whenever Jesus has done a miracle, it has built joy, strength, and peace into the situations where that miracle has come. So, come with me, if you will, to Luke chapter 13. And just three verses there, verses 10 to 13. And I'm going to read this from the New Living Translation. Luke chapter 10, verses 10 to 13. Jesus does a miracle here which sparks great joy in the receiver of this miracle. And it's a lady who has been crippled for 18 years. So this lady has been crippled for 18 years. She's been unable to, uh, to straighten up for 18 years. And it says in verse 10, uh, sorry, Luke chapter 13, verse 10 is what I mean. We're just... We're entering a town that doesn't receive us then. That was weird. Luke chapter 13, verses 10 to 13. It says, One Sabbath day, as Jesus was teaching in a synagogue, he saw a woman who had been crippled by an evil spirit. She had been bent double for 18 years and was unable to stand up straight. When Jesus saw her, he called over to her and said, Dear woman, you are healed of your sickness. Then he touched her and instantly she could stand up straight. How she praised God. Can you imagine the joy that would rise up in this lady as she stood up straight for the first time in 18 years? Jesus does miracles and they cause joy to arise. There's a friend of mine in the room today called Mandy and Mandy has a testimony about some joy that came into her life. Come forward, Mandy. Let's give Mandy a round of applause. I kind of sprung this upon Mandy a little bit, so um, I hope she forgives me. <laughs> Hello, everyone. 
I'll bring it down because um, I'll forget something really important otherwise. Um, right, before I met Jesus, um, I'd gotten into the rave scene. This was in the 1980s. Um, and I used a lot of harmful substances um, to have fun and enjoy myself. Um, and then eventually, after a while, I needed them to just function in everyday life. Um, I was married, I had two children, and my husband was in the same kind of lifestyle that I was in. Um, so life was really chaotic. Um, I was really depressed and I really wanted to change my life. I felt like I was a really bad parent and I desperately wanted to be a better mum to my kids. It was not the life that I'd wanted for myself or my kids. Um, but I felt completely powerless to change my life. Um, I'd started going to a mother and toddlers group um, at a little church, a little Baptist church. And um, I was going there once a week um, and they would sing songs about Jesus and tell stories to the children. And um, every week I went home and um, these songs stayed with me and the stories and I kind of thought about them all through the week and I knew there was something there, um, but I just couldn't quite grasp it and um, what it was. And I kept asking God to show me if he was really there, um, you know, just to kind of prove it to me, if you like. Um, I was just, I just really needed something to show me that he was really there. Um, so um, one particular night, I cried out to God, um, just saying, please God, help me, I want to change. Um, and it just felt like the whole room suddenly filled with light and um, I could feel God's love all around me. I, was, I felt like I was wrapped in it like a blanket. Um, so inside and out, I just, I just knew God was real from that moment. And then I must have fell asleep. And the next day, um, I woke up, I felt full of energy. I was completely so happy. And um, I just had no desire or need for any harmful substance from that day on. Um, yeah, I just felt amazing. And um, God literally just changed me overnight. Um, and I know, and um, yeah, it was amazing. Just completely set me free. Praise God. So, wow. Jesus can bring joy into any and every situation. Nothing is too far removed. Nothing is too uh, too strange. Too far away from the amazing joy that Jesus has for us if we put our faith and trust in him. But what about strength? Any miracles where people regain strength or people have strength? Well, if you think 18 years is a long time, then how about 38 years? There was a, a pool in the Bible called the Pool of Bethesda, and some people believed that if you managed to get into this pool when the waters were stirring, then you would be healed. And so there was a guy by the pool, and he had been there for 38 years years unable to move, paralyzed. His legs weren't working fully. They weren't fully functional. And he was there for 38 years. Everybody say 38 years. 38 years. Yeah, it's a long time. And so he was there for 38 years. And we're going to pick up the story. I'm just going to read a couple of verses. And then we're actually going to watch what happened. Okay. So just listen to this from John chapter 5. 
I'm just going to read verses 5 to 7 from John chapter 5. Okay, so it says, One man was there who had been sick for 38 years, and when Jesus saw him lying there he knew and knew he had already been there a long time, he said to him, Do you want to get well? Sir, the sick man replied, I don't have a man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, but while I'm coming, someone goes down ahead of me. Okay, let's see what happens next. Oh, I love that. Can anyone feel their faith is just starting to rise a little bit as we hear these stories of miracles that Jesus is doing? Let's have a look at another one. This is uh, James Lyon. It's a number of years ago, and this is his testimony of something that God did in his life. So I was born, and I was born fully deaf, and I was taken to the doctors, and they said, there's nothing they can do about it. It's just how I'm going to have to live my life, and I was just going to have to deal with it, really. But my mum and dad, they took me to church, and they prayed for me at home and everything like that. And then suddenly my ears were opened, and I could hear fully, and I had no, no problems with my ears anymore. And I've been like that ever since, so praise God. It's <laughs> amazing. If you don't know, um, James is my brother, so I've heard that story a few times, but it's just amazing. Like, he was born deaf, and God healed his ears. God brought strength to a weakness he had in his ears. He was made strong. Jesus did a miracle, and it's changed his life ever since. Let's go for one more strength-related miracle and this is where Jesus brought strength to the inner workings of somebody's body Leone who I don't think is here this morning um, you may have heard this story before but this is Leone's story hi I'm Leone um, I've been lactose intolerant for about eight years so since I was 16 couldn't eat any cheese or milk or any dairy products without being ill, having stomach cramps, just being generally unwell for about a day afterwards. So I hadn't eaten any cheese or yogurt or milk or anything with dairy in since that time. About six weeks ago at church, people were offering to pray for people and they mentioned if anyone had lactose intolerance, they'd pray for them. So I thought, yes, that's me. So I went straight up there, got prayed for, and I believed that I'd been healed. Um, couldn't test it straight away because I didn't have any milk on me. But I went home and I had a cup of tea with milk in and I was absolutely fine. Um, I had some cheesecake and I was absolutely fine again. And since then I've been eating and drinking dairy products normally and I've been completely healed. So Jesus has completely healed me and this Christmas I'll be able to eat a Christmas dinner and the puddings completely normally without being ill at all. Totally healed of lactose intolerance. Leonie enjoys a cup of tea with no worries nowadays, and it's a, a wonderful thing. Um, you might notice, if you're part of the, the church family here, that those are quite old testimonies. They're quite old videos. Um, we do have more current videos, but I just have deliberately chosen a couple of older ones just to say this. We would love for some newer testimonies that people have that we can share in creative and powerful ways to those that need to hear about the amazing love and power of Jesus. On the Church Life page of the Living Rock Church website, there is a button It says, share a testimony. If you click that button, you'll be able to just write down a, a brief overview of your testimony, and we can then get in touch and figure out how we can best use that to bless other people. So please 
be encouraged to do that if you have a testimony about anything at all that you think would be good to share with other people. And just to mention about peace, because the wonderful thing about the miracles of God is they bring us peace. And when Jesus was walking the earth, there was a lady who had been bleeding for 12 years. Okay, so Jesus does instant miracles, absolutely, when we suffer from something, he heals us. But he also, when we've been suffering something for a long time, he comes in and he does a miracle just the same. Whether it's 38 years, whether it's 18 years, whether it's 12 years, whether you have been dealing with something for a long time, Jesus is as powerful and he is unchanging. And this lady had been suffering with bleeding for 12 years. And it says in Mark, from verse 27 of chapter 5, it says... Um, Having heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his robe. For she said, if I can just touch his robes, I will be made well. And instantly her flow of blood ceased, and she sensed in her body that she was cured of her affliction. At once, Jesus realized in himself that power had gone out of him. He turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my robes? His disciples said to him, you see the crowd pressing against you, and you say, who touched me? So he was looking around to see who had done this. And then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came with fear and trembling, fell down before him and told him the whole truth. Daughter, he said to her, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be free from your affliction. The miracles of Jesus give us peace from the things that are afflicting us. And Jesus did an amazing miracle for another friend of mine called Chris. And it was during lockdown. You might know that from the style of video we're about to watch. But this is a testimony that Chris shared during lockdown about the peace of God. Hi, everyone. I'm Chris. And I just wanted to share a story with you about God's goodness. And how, in a very difficult situation, my wife and I, Jo, were able to fix our eyes and focus on him and trust in him. This time last year, we were just going into the first shutdown, lockdown. And for many of us, we were furloughed. And I was one of them. I was furloughed for 12 weeks. And at the end of that 12 weeks, I went back to work thinking everything was fine. But alas, it wasn't. I was actually made redundant. And the thing was, this was the job I'd had for 16 years. And I believe that God had given, to me, given that to me in the first place. So you can imagine, I was very confused. And... Actually, at 52, in a global pandemic, with um, a very difficult jobs market, if I'm honest with you, I was feeling quite negative as well. But here's the thing. God showed me something. Through Psalm 23, he showed me that he was my good shepherd, that he would lead me down to green pastures and still waters. And indeed, as Joe and I trusted in him, he did. He gave us security. He gave us peace. He gave us, well, belief. And as we trusted in him, the security that I'd put in my job, in my salary, in myself even, I now put on him. And here's the thing. As we trusted and looked to God, he gave us the peace and confidence. And just at the right time, at the end of my notice period, he gave me a new job. A job that only he could have provided I know that my God is faithful and he's a good shepherd and he'll lead us if we follow him. Thank you. Amen.
So I just want to ask you one more time this morning. Anyone for a miracle? And I just want to tell you one more time this morning that anyone for a miracle. Anyone can have a miracle this morning. Jesus is alive today and he is doing miracles. And we've heard stories about recent times where Jesus is doing that among us. And we've seen stories from the Bible where Jesus moves powerfully to do miracles in people's lives. He does miracles because he wants us to have faith in him. He wants our lives to be built firmly on foundations that are strong and stable that are Jesus Christ. And so when he does miracles, it stirs up that faith, whether that's for the first time or to strengthen a faith that we already have. And as our faith grows, we see that we know and experience the joy, the strength and the peace of God in greater and greater measure in our lives. When I was preparing this morning, God spoke to me about three particular situations where um, there was a miracle for you this morning. And in a moment, we're going to pray together. And after that, I'd like to invite you, if you'd like to respond to either the thing that we're going to pray about or to one of these three things, you can come forward and to be prayed for for a miracle this morning. So as I was preparing, God said to me um, that there's a lady called Claire and either you yourself or somebody that you are close to is struggling with cerebral palsy. And there's a miracle this morning. So if that's something that you need to receive for yourself, or if your name is Claire and there's somebody that you know that has cerebral palsy, or maybe you know a lady called Claire that's got cerebral palsy, I don't want to limit. That's just what God told me, so I'm not going to try and define it more um, greatly than that. God also said to me that there is somebody who is going through the menopause, and you're also experiencing what you think might be angina, and there's a miracle for you this morning. And he also spoke to me about somebody who is... Uh, struggling at the moment with destructive behaviour. That is, you are causing harm to objects or to others or even to yourself. And there is a miracle for you this morning. And you know, when those miracles happen, that's going to be great. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be good. But the greatest miracle that God can do for you this morning, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Saviour, is to give you eternal life through faith in Jesus. That is the greatest miracle you can receive this morning if you have not asked Jesus to be your Lord and Saviour. You know, God loves you so much. God loves you so, so much. And he wants you to know him and enjoy a relationship with him. If you could imagine for a second that you are in a courtroom and God is the judge. And you've come to the courtroom because everything that you've done, said and thought in your life is about to be recounted in front of you. And God's going to make a judgment. And God says, first of all, Will, I love you. And so you think, oh, well, that, you know, we're off to a good start. The, ju- the judge loves me. God loves me. And he says, Will, but you, you've done this. And you thought this. And you said this. And you've sinned, Will. You, your life has been full of sin. And I would have to say, yes, that's true. I'm not denying those things. That is true. The Bible tells us that all of us have fallen short of the glory of God, that all of us have sinned. And so then God says to me, as the judge, here is the punishment for your sin. I love you. Here is the punishment for your sin. Death. And I think, I I can't pay that that price, Lord. I can't pay pay that price, God. The the wages of, of sin is death. God says, yes, the wages of sin is death. I am perfectly holy, and all unholiness is, is opposite to that. But remember, I love you. And then a door opens, and into the courtroom walks Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ comes, and he stands in front of me before the judge, 
And he says, I will pay the price on Will's behalf. I will take the punishment. I will stand in the gap. I will hang on a cross and pay the price for Will's sin. In fact, I'll pay the price for the sin of all mankind. I'll live a sinless life and then offer my life as a sacrifice to pay the price for all sin. Let Will go free. And the Bible tells us if we will believe and accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Saviour, then the grace and mercy of God is there to forgive us, it's there to redeem us, it's there to give us new life as we put our faith and trust in Jesus. So the question for you this morning, if you haven't done that, then why would you not do that today? Why would you not give your life to Jesus Christ, knowing that he loves you, knowing that he will do miracles in your life, knowing that he is for you, and knowing that a life lived with Jesus Christ saves us from hell and allows us eternal life with Christ in heaven. So I don't want to um, embarrass anybody, but I would like us all to pray this prayer. It's to help us to confess these things that I've just described. And if you are praying this prayer for the first time, then like I said, you can come forwards afterwards when a few more people will be coming forwards and you can let me know. I've prayed this prayer for the first time today and we can talk about how you can make some really good next steps in the start of this new relationship with Jesus. So you don't have to close your eyes, but feel free to if you'd like. We're just going to pray this prayer together and maybe you're praying this for the first time this morning to give your life to Jesus Christ. So why don't you repeat these words after me? Lord Jesus, I cannot do things in my own strength. I need your strength, your joy, your peace. I need you. I'm sorry for the sin in my life that has separated me from you. Please forgive me. I accept your free gift of salvation. I receive the miracle of eternal life. I commit to following you as Lord. Thank you for being my saviour. I give you my life. Please come into my heart now. Please change me and renew me. Please do a miracle in me. Amen. Amen. If that's something that you've prayed for the first time this morning, or, um, or if that's a prayer for you which really you would say, I need to recommit my life to Jesus this morning, then you can come forward as also people come forward to respond to a word about cerebral palsy, a word about menopause and angina, and a word about destructive behaviour causing harm to objects, others, or yourself. And you know what? If you need a miracle that is not listed there, you're not discounted, please also do come forward and we would love to pray for you this morning. That ends our time in this setting. We have tea and coffee available. If you would like to make use of the sensory room, you're really welcome to do that. Thank you so much for being here. I look forward to praying with some of you guys and there'll be some other uh, guys and ladies here at the front as well to pray for you if you'd like to come forward. So thank you very much. Be very blessed. Thanks for joining us today. Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching.